So in the first episode today, we talked about the price we're paying for cowardice. So let's talk about bravery, particularly financial bravery in the face of Putin's war and the Great Reset. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Times such as these, opportunity to pray for um, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine as an eight-year affair. I was talking to a Ukrainian this morning. Uh, I was. Uh, Zach Abraham's with us, Bulwark Capital Management. Zach, I was talking to a Ukrainian this morning who told me it's, it's nice that the United States is noticing what Putin's been doing for eight years. Uh, and he feels like this is an escalation, uh, not the beginning of a war, but it certainly is going to mean something for our finances, Zach Abraham. Yeah, uh, I, I was doing another interview with, on, a, on a show down in Phoenix today and he came on and said, lots going on. I went, what are you talking about? Something happened today? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, so on the on the economic side of it, um you know, whenever it involves anything like Russia, I think it's, I think it's important to think about the culture uh, and remember that, you know, the word or the phrase Potemkin village originated from Russia. Um, meaning that it's really hard to tell, you know, the, and Putin's an old KGB guy. We got a joke around here, which is you can take the boy out of the KGB, but you can't take the KGB out of the boy. Right. Um, you know, so for me, it's really hard to tell how much of this is leverage to get what he wants on the energy side and to get NATO to quit putting bases on his, on his Southern border. Yeah. Um, or how much of this is real? Does he really want to occupy Ukraine? I don't pretend to know the answers to that question. What I will tell you though, is that, that these types of things and something we've been talking about for the last three months, which was, um, as tight as supplies are in oil and as many things as we are doing to cut off our nose, despite our face as it relates to our energy policy, this certainly complicates matters, um, not just for us, but for Europe as well. And um, I think one of the biggest things that can impact is actually natural gas prices, which is why that's one of the other things that we're really focused on. Um, and, and, and bottom line is you see this trend happening, which is, you know, post COVID uh, leading up into COVID really for four, for the most part, Todd, 40 years, the threat was deflation. The threat was dropping asset prices. Then COVID hits. And it's like all of that stuff got spun on its ear, right? Everything that occurs now has inflationary pressures. And then I was just laughing really hard this morning, listening to Biden's talk because Biden, you know, as he's addressing Ukraine's or Russia's encroachment into Ukraine, he also lumps in with Russia, U.S. oil producers and says if they get caught gouging prices and, um, that's really frustrating for me to hear because U.S. oil producers have nothing to do with the price of oil. It's a globally traded asset. It's completely ridiculous. I don't think Brian, the, the sharpest knife we've ever had in the drawer. That being said, I know he knows that. And, and he's just lying through his teeth. Well, and then there's this, um, you know, John Kerry uh, spoke about 
Um, did, did you hear this? Uh, I mean, I played this last oh, yeah. hour. Um, that uh, I just hope uh, President Putin keeps in mind uh, to use the low carbon uh, output uh, weapons uh, uh, and to stay focused on uh, making sure that, uh, uh, that that my grift keeps grifting. And, and it's funny because he started that statement and he caught himself. Well, I, well, I worry about the Ukraine uh, I just, oh, I, and the people there, uh, the little people in their little homes and their tiny little lives and their uh, tiny little children. I know um, there's the there's the there's bloodthirstiness uh, and then there's just callousness. Um, and, you know, we, we, I know you're a praying man and a, and a believer. And when, when part of the body hurts, um, you know, we're to recognize it. And I, I mean, there's people afraid there's eight people dead so far, I guess. So it's an act of war. And then I see Biden say this, that, uh, he's not going to stop Putin from collecting energy money. Did you see that? He, he's not, he doesn't, yeah. that's, that's going to continue to flow. So yeah. Putin's major source of revenue and control because president Trump years ago pointed out someone found, um, you know, president Trump saying this. It's very sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia, where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia and Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia. So president Trump was pointing out that Germany who we protect through our payments to NATO is paying uh, money to Russia for oil and and Biden leaves the oil path open. So what's that mean? Uh, well, first of all, in any world of common sense, what does that mean? But what does that mean financially? Well, I think it was, first, as it relates to Biden, I think it proves how battle ineffective and how ideologically bankrupt the left has become. And I think to, to, to a large extent, the structural right, um, you could probably say a lot of the same things about, about the shiny shoe Republicans. Them, I like that I, structural, I think, right? I call yeah, them the shiny yeah, shoes. Yeah. The, the ones that point their toes and wink, right? Yes. I, I've never figured out what that Bible verse means, but <laughs> it's probably not good. Um, but no, I, it, it, and, and this, I, I think it's also reflective of the cultural insanity that we're currently dealing with. Right. Yeah. He, he's sitting there dealing with a global geop- geopolitical issue like this. And he also has to kowtow to his radical base. And so his answer to this is we will continue to suppress production and, and, and fossil fuel production here in the United States to keep enriching the people that we are, you know, geopolitically opposed to it. it it's, it's insanity. And we're doing it purely for cosmetic reasons, right? We, we <laughs> do you think the atmosphere cares whether we're burning Russian or U S oil? I mean, it, the whole thing is just preposterous. And, um, and unfortunately, you know, I think I disagree with what Putin's doing, uh, on a moral level, uh, on a, on a, on a chess level, I think it's kind of smart, meaning he's turning our ridiculous oh policies gosh. against us. Right. You know, I mean, he's playing the cards that he's been dealt. It makes all the sense in the world. Well, so, understand this. The great reset is a global cultural revolution. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. it is, it's been described as the revenge of the elites I think that's a good way to describe it. Um, and they can't have a superpower because they need to flatten things. The superpowers named Klaus Schwab. The superpowers named the, the World Economic Forum. Uh, so do, you mean, do you mean the same Klaus Schwab that has a Stalin bust in his office? Do you mean yes. That guy? Yes. That yeah. nice gentleman. 
um, who yeah. dresses up like a like a James Bond villain. Um, <laughs> right. And by the way, I get such a kick out of this. You know, I used to do a radio show back in the day. And no. Yeah. Before I became a podcaster back in the day as a radio show. And I was told by some people in radio, you know what? You're insane to talk about the Great Reset. That's a career killer right there because that is a conspiracy theory. In fact, I, I'm, I'm surprised your station lets you say it. And Imprimus from Hillsdale College today, Zach, has a piece by Michael Reckendwold, the chief academic officer, American scholars. Um, he's not a flamethrower. He's got a PhD in literary and cultural studies from Carnegie Mellon University and a bunch of other letters he holds. Um, he just gave a speech about the 30, 40, let's see, 50 year history of the design of the Great Reset. And he says it's a, it's a global phenomena and, and, and they can't have a superpower, Zach. Everything has to be flat. I'm not lying when I say no, I, I was actually, a superpower. I, I, no, it's, it's funny you say that because my next, my next comment was going to be, you know, this isn't, it, it's, it's odd to hear me talk about it or to hear it talk about it as a conspiracy theory because this really has been in place since the formation of NATO, meaning the whole idea with NATO was to make one political alliance to avoid war in Europe. Right. Right. Ever again. Like that was the baseline thought behind NATO. And if you look at that and if you listen to these people talk and talk about being citizens of the world and all that other kind of stuff, um, it, it's this is not a secret. I mean, it, 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 look at the powers that they've granted to the IMF increasingly over the last 30 years with the development of special drawing rights and all of their. I mean, the, these people want to move toward a one world government. And I don't think we need to make it like a biblical or conspiratorial issue. It's, it's as simple as what it is. I mean, it, it's, you know, I mean, look at our arrangement with NATO. It makes no sense unless it's moving toward a one world government. And, uh, you know, when, when you're talking about people that have completely removed God or any of that other, you know, any type of deity away from the way that they think about the world, it makes sense to me on a rational level why they'd want to pursue this great reset in this one world government. And it goes right back to John Lennon's song, right? Imagine. Uh, right. that's what they think. And, uh, you know, it's the old adage of the road to hell was paved with good intentions. The other thing is if you have a one world government, you do not have freedom anywhere. If it's a government you can't opt out of, then, then you're not free. Right. And that's, um, they're installing that with the minimum corporate tax rate. They just installed that. Like, um, for most countries, Zach, right. th th there's right. no, yep. Yep. there's no yep. reason for the United States to in increase our efficiencies. Uh, because it doesn't matter. You, you can't move to any functioning country and get a lower tax rate. Um, and by the way, it is biblical. And, and see, this is the thing uh, that's so fascinating to me is everything they do is either right within biblical plans. Hey, let's let's create a system where you can't buy or sell without. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, let's do that. And it's not that's not it's not the mark of the beast because that's well described that the beast basically says I am the Messiah. It's a big lie, and and I can bring you back to life. And so there's a lot of indicators. But why not take a trial run at that? And then this thing of the one world government. Well, that's that's the Bible said there's going to be a one world government. Um, and these guys are pushing for that. And the government's yep. name is the is the World Economic Forum. So what did they? What does the World Economic Forum get out of this moment in time and Putin's move? Well, I, what they get out of, I mean, look, I, I think the biggest danger to these guys 
this. And it's why you hear Biden. I, mean, I, I think that we should step back and think about when he is addressing Russia invading Ukraine, what, why do U.S. oil producers just come into that conversation? And, and the reason that I think, um, the reason that I think it comes up, and, and I, I, I firmly believe this, and I think it's pretty, easily, pretty easy to see and discern once you, once you know what to look for. But the biggest threat to these guys is inflation, right? Because inflation takes away their ability to just prime the pump, print as much money as they want and control things, right? If there is no inflation, then there's no limit to the amount of money they can print. If there's no limit to the amount of money they can print, then they can walk. We can take a situation like COVID where we shut down the entire global economy, for instance. And, uh, you know, if we can print all the money we want, we can ride the market to new all-time highs in the same year that we shut down the economy. Um, so I, I think inflation is, is their big enemy. That's what takes the keys away from them. Also, you know, resource scarcity takes it away from them too, because what, what is one of the biggest, if they control everything, what is the, one of the biggest threats they've got? It's social instability, food shortages, water shortages, things like that. So, um, and this is kind of why we prepped our clients going into this phase of saying, hey, guys, I think this is the right place to be. We need to be positioned for natural resources and things that are finite, uh, things that are scarce. At the same time, we need to have an understanding that they're not just going to go straight up because these same people we're talking about, Todd, they have every, everything, they've got everything riding on their ability to control the cost of these goods, right? Because the higher energy prices go, the less control they have. Um, and I got to be honest with you. I I am not one of those guys that sits there and says, Oh, let the U S government come for me. You know, but I, you know, I'm like, Hey man, they're going to show up in black helicopters, raid your house. Like don't, you know, there, there's a difference between sitting there saying, I'm not going to subject myself to unjust and immoral rules. Uh, And then I I think it's, it's far different to make the mistake of assuming the government has no power. Meaning um, I think we need to be very respectful. I mean, look at markets today. Right. The Nasdaq finishes up 3.4% on a day that war is announced in Ukraine. Why is that? Um, Why is that? It's well, I think, I think ironically, I will tell you, so we've been short the Nasdaq for, for all of this year and it's been a pretty profitable trade for us. Uh, we pulled the vast majority of our short today at the open when the Nasdaq was down 3%. And the reason we did it was because I sat there and thought to myself, okay, uh, if, if we're going into, if there is indeed a war going on in Ukraine, the fed isn't going to hike interest rates. They're not going to. Yeah. And if they're not going to hike interest rates, all of this money by the dip, right? It's been so m- beat into these, this new class of investors heads that they're just going to start b- gobbling up tech again, regardless of the valuations, because that's what's worked. Um, that's the way it's played out. I, I'm, I'm not saying we're going to all new time highs, but this is this is the trap that we thought the Federal Reserve would get into, which is that they, through their easy money money policies, they build an economy that becomes so sensitive to interest rate moves that anytime anything of significant happen, significance happens, they have to pull back on the rates. And so I actually think that this is a really interesting thing because the only thing that was tamping down inflation expectations were four supposed Fed uh, raises this year. If there is a conflict going on in Ukraine, they will not raise rates, right? Um, and people are going, oh, well, that's good. Then stocks will go back up. No, guys, it's bad because what it's doing is it's delaying them dealing with the real problem, right? It's delaying them dealing with the excess spending, the deficit spending, all of these things. And this is why from the very beginning we said you're never going to get out of extraordinary monetary policy 
because they've created this giant beast. They can't quit feeding it, right? If they quit feeding it, it's going to break out of the cage and eat us all. And, um, and, and so I think what you're seeing, I think the net re- reaction to this globally, um, you know, tech stocks can do whatever they want to do. They don't make any sense anyway. Uh, but I think one of the things you're going to see is, is this is going to be another driver of inflation even higher. And so it's a good thing that, you know, like um, the president of the world, Klaus Schwab, didn't know that was coming. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't have a heads up on this and, and I'm glad he's not hedged in 50 different ways. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I'm thrilled that, I mean, at least I, I keep waiting for Hunter Biden to get involved in this and help solve this because he was pulling down 85 grand a month over there consulting yeah, so you yeah. you think that they could send him over there? Um, it's well, he's part of it. It might not be serious enough to send in Hunter. I mean, he's part of our crack team. <laughs> yes, right? yeah, that, what are, he's our Def crack Con. team. Yes, yeah, he's De- yeah, pun intended, right? right. He's but he's <laughs> that's he's what we send in at DefCon one, Todd. Not before that. This is the thing that that as you know, you think about your finances and you think about. Um, and I think about right now, I'm comforted by the fact that there's a bunch of woods behind me and I can burn trees. And I do want to talk with you about my views on Bitcoin versus burning trees and, and eggs versus Bitcoin, because um, I'm starting to believe that's going to happen. And next week, I want to chat with you because they're going to push us into a digital currency. Um, they, yep. in, they, they intend, they don't want you to own dollars because you can hide them and spend them. And I watched a documentary this week with my wife about digital currencies. And right now the debating in uh, there's debating in Britain and other places, should digital currencies be codable? In other words, so that when you get your quote, you quote your money, your digits, your digits could be coded to say, you can't buy that stuff with your digits that they're, that yeah. they intend to use like um, what's that, uh, that coin Ethereum, which yeah. that base has, you can put a contract on your money or your, your digits. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not money nor is our paper, but um, I'm beginning to think, as I look at the, you know, the president of the world, Klaus Schwab, I'm beginning to think maybe I trust a whole bunch of tech heads more um, if they could actually build a platform to get ahead of these guys, forcing us down this digital currency hole. But then again, then, then they, then they own you. I mean, I'm sorry, the people who own, the people who own the ability um, to, to exchange goods and services, they own, they own the goods and services, right? Yeah. yeah, And I think you bring up a great point. And this goes into some of the things that we've talked about before, which is if we want, I think that we all need to sit back and take a reality pill and realize that as far as investors, there really is very little way to invest productively um, without buying, without being invested in something that you find somewhat objectionable. Meaning um, we don't make the rules, right? We just play the game that's put in front of us. And at the end of the day, you know, like I look at it from my job, my job is to manage risk and make my clients assets productive. Are, is cryptocurrency going to be a part of that? Um, it very well could be. Meaning there's so many things up in air. We, the, I, I, I joke on our radio show all the time that the only guys I know that are wrong are the guys that tell you that they know exactly how this is going to play out. Right. Meaning, um, I, and I, and that's why I said, I think that we do need to have some exposure to the big tech companies, even though I understand why people are, would find that morally objectionable. 
Um, we need to have exposure to some cryptocurrencies. Um, we're, you know, for us, we're definitely tilting toward the real asset side of it, yeah. but we are in, I mean, look, look at this setup right now, Todd, you've got a 0% fed funds rate and 7% inflation. That's never happened. That's never <laughs> occurred before. So w- w- what does it mean? Well, if I look at you and tell you in environments like this, you should invest this way. There's never been an environment like this, you know, and I, so that's where the diversification and risk management comes in because, you know, as a money manager, the only thing I can control in this environment is my client's exposure to risk. And, and, um, you know, why does tech rally 3.4% because Russia invades Ukraine? That, that's the world we're living in. Yeah. And I've heard you say, and I respect the position that, you know, you have to dance with these guys a little bit, but you don't, you don't put your, your money into companies that are, you know, doing porn or, you know, things like that. And, and that go directly as a direct abomination um, against the Lord. So the people, you know, when, when you look at this, let's get into the heads of, you've been so helpful at, at teaching us how the game is rigged. And in a second, let's, let's, let's get into the heads of the riggers of, or the game makers. And I want you to take us through a scenario. I'm thinking about one of the big gang maker, makers, like a Soros. And how do people like that experience this differently than people like us who have to worry about gas prices, even though Biden said, oh, you can keep getting gas revenues. So we'll talk about that in a second uh, with Zach Abraham. My friends, um, Dave the Digital, not a big business by design. It could be a big business, but Dave likes to keep it close to the vest. Uh, he is a Christian and a conservative who operates in tech and he has for decades and he understands how the game is fixed in search uh, and a lot of other things. But really what he's been noticing is a lot of small and medium sized businesses are getting hurt by um, the Google algorithm. And it's not really on purpose. It's just that these things change. So what he's been seeing is a lot of companies have lost their search position. If you haven't recently searched for the name of your company at Google, do that and see if you're in the top three to five search results. Or search in your industry, like Zach would search um, um, finance services, investment services with an obsession with with risk management, something like that. And he would look and see if he's in the top uh, three to five search results. If not, you have a problem, then that's costing you money. Now, the option is you could set up a Google account, give Google your credit card, and then magically start bidding for those positions and, and through time spend more and more and more per click. Or you could go to um, greenhaveninteractive.com and ask my friend Dave the Digital to get involved and show you how you can get up higher in the search returns using search engine optimization, SEO versus SEM. So spend the money with Dave. Uh, he's a supporter of the show. He's a good Christian conservative man in an industry otherwise dominated by liberal atheists. Just go to greenhaveninteractive.com and they can do that analysis for you. So Zach, let's get into the uh, the boardroom and let's let's. I'm going to put on George Soros's lizard skin. And, yeah. and you can be Klaus Schwab and we're sitting. So you're wearing that weird dress thing he wears. Um, and yeah, I've got one at home, by the way. <laughs> Good. Yeah, all you finance guys. I and only so, wear it on Sundays. Yeah. So, so, so Soros is sitting there saying, uh, this is a wonderful news. I've been, I've been, uh, I don't know. Cause I'm not really George Soros. I'm Herman playing Soros, but, uh, I went long on, uh, on natural gas when I sat with Vlad, uh, Vlad in the, uh, in the pool of boiling blood, uh, when we were doing our religious ceremony for the, who shall not be named. Uh, and, yeah, and yeah. Vlad handed me a bottle of the 
substance we will not name. And I said, I'm going along on natural gas. I mean, yeah. so what's actually in these guys' heads right now? How do they experience something like this differently than we do in terms of um, like real people versus them? Well, I, I think I think the biggest thing is that these guys, it should be no surprise. Uh, it's something I think about all the time. These guys literally have, uh, it's not good for being a good human being, but it is good for managing money because yeah. they see the world in a completely binary way. And I can promise you, their morality does not get in the way of their, of their returns. They're uh, what? <laughs> right. they're, they're, yeah, they're, but when you don't have morality, it doesn't right. get in the way. Right. Um, and so honestly, Todd, I think a lot of them, even the ones that would agree with you and I off mic, uh, and, and I have talked to some of these guys, um, they don't, their attitude is, is yeah, I don't agree with it, but uh, this is how we're going to make money off it. And they just have that ability or curse, depending on how you want to look at it, to look at everything through a dollars and cents scenario. Um, and that's probably how Soros is doing it. But, but I do think it's important to look at what those guys are buying. And it's funny you bring up natural gas because both Soros and Buffett took significant positions in natural gas in the last eight months. Um, so what that tells me is that those guys are invested, less so Buffett, but those guys are invested in this new reset. Uh, they support it. And yet they're still buying natural resources. And I think that that should tell you something because, you know, it would not be the first time in human history for grand political plans to get waylaid due to resource limitations. Right. I mean, they, we, we, that's, that's a common thing in history. And honestly, Todd, I'm hopeful that that will be what really wakes the folks up. Um, that, that $10 at the pump will get people as angry as they should be and get them answer asking those questions because you know, energy needs are not fungible. Like we've said before, you can't push it off till next quarter. Yeah. You know, when you need to heat your house, you need to heat your house. So I, I to answer your question, I think those guys are, 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 have a sociopathic ability to turn everything off except the bottom line. Um, and then the other side of it is, is, you know, they have the ability to look through the noise and buy things that other people don't want and focus on the value. And so I, I think that, Kind of reminds me in the Bible, it says to be as cunning as, as serpents and as loving as, was it was loving as doves, loving as sheep? Gen, gen, no, 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 no. Gentle as, uh, be, uh, yeah, what is it? Yeah. Wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. Be wise yes, as a serpent yes. and gentle as a dove. Uh, and, and I, yeah, I think that's, I think that that's a classic prescription for us at this point, meaning, uh, you know, we, we can, God does not need us to do what he wants to do. He's going to get it done regardless. But, um, you know, I think that one of the ways that we can focus and, and help people in these periods, you know, if guys like you and I and our clients and these listeners have more money, uh, it's more good things they can do. And, and I just, I, I think that we need to be as wise as serpents and as gentle as doves, meaning, um, you know, we cannot get too caught up in investing ideologically. I know a lot of people that have, that have hung to that whole thing and uh, been long oil or excuse me, long gold and silver for the last 12 years and haven't made any money. Um, it's, it's just more complex than that. And I think you're going to play it from different angles. And I think you need to be quick on your feet. You need to be able to pivot. Um, because if you, if, if you're not looking at these markets right now and scratching your head, 
Um, I don't think you're really paying attention and there really is no playbook for this. All, all you can do is manage risk and, and take your opportunities when you see them. So, and that's what those guys are doing. They're just turning off the noise and, and they're obviously not encumbered by their, by, by their morality. That's for sure. Well, but I also think that they're also benefiting from the instability and, th- and this is the part that oh, so, yeah. so is so disconcerting is the the instability they've installed in our country, in the UK, in Scotland, for God's sake, in Canada, where Mister yeah. War Powers Act, Emergency Powers Act, that that um, that Trudeau turned on. You know, they used to be called the War Powers Act. And yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This is a declaring war against his own people. Then he turns it off, but not not before he installs his ability to zap people's bank accounts and crowdfunding whenever he chooses to. That's permanent now. Um, that the instability is is aiding them in coming to the rescue. See, this yeah. is the this is the the nefariousness of this plan. Um, that they come along and say, hey, wow, look how screwed up capitalism is and, and look how screwed up the American system is. And never mind that we put a man in charge who is cognitively in decline. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Barack Obama uh, and President Trump's former uh, White House MD, the, the White House doctor, um, wants, yeah. wants Biden to take a cognitive exam today. I mean, I, did you, I mean, did you watch the speech he gave? Uh, was it yesterday? I mean, you're, you're sitting there kind of like with that uncomfortable feeling, just waiting for him to trip over a word or say something well, incorrectly. Like make up words. We're going to levy against yeah. Russia, Asian Magalamalist. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's, and then they said, they said it was the teleprompter that someone actually wrote. this. It reminds me of Anchorman, right? Yeah. Who's writing that on the teleprompter? You know, Ron will right. read anything you put on there. Right. Um, no, man, it, it, it really is. It really is unbelievable times watching the thing uh, happen in Canada, even though it didn't really impact us directly. Um, oh, it's gonna, but it, oh, it's gonna, and it's still shocking to see, okay. right? You're talking to your friends. I'm going to ask you a question because I obsessively yeah. follow news. I know that you are well into news. Um, I'm going to ask you to think about what percentage of Democrats admire what Trudeau did. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I say 80. Wow. You're more cynical than I thought you were. Okay. I will give people the answer here in just a second. I'm chatting with Zach Abraham. You uh, heard him mention risk management. His firm is focused on that. Bulwark Capital Management. Um, And they know, like, for instance, here we're talking about headlines. You know, and it's just going to continue because the great race that rolls on. So if you're thinking about, hey, maybe this is the time to move out into the high mountains of free America. Maybe I do want to have farm animals and eggs and my own water sources. And maybe I do want a 360 degree fully controllable uh, single choke point approach to my house which I could build a tower 110 feet high. Well, I mean, let's not go too far. I don't want to build a bomb shelter. By the way, it's not a bomb shelter. It's just an underground cavern I built. And it's just, it's down low because we like to be cool. And those aren't really guns. Those are, those are um, hole makers. But I mean, so if you want, and you're saying, I want to get out now and I want to early retire. Well, Zach has helped people do that, even though they thought they couldn't. And they called Zach and he looked at the numbers and, and did the dispassionate thing. Obviously, he's a caring man, but, you know, he looked at the numbers. And you know what? Over half of these people who work for a big company in Seattle were able to retire. 
So if you're wondering about that, if you wonder if you could do it, this dude can tell you. So you can call Zach Abraham and understand that they're just focused on risk management at Bulwark Capital Management. Um, Zach's phone number is 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment and investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. And Zach is with me here. And it's 62%, man. Over 62% of Democrats admire what Putin, I said Putin, hey, that's a slip of the tongue, um, Trudeau did um, in Canada. So that that is going to affect us. They see that as the playbook, Zach. Oh my gosh, we could punish people. We could take away the monies of people, right? So next week, I want to talk with you about, am I wrong or am I starting to get my head right that there's a race for the digital currency? It's between the bad people and the less bad. And maybe the less bad are the tech heads. Or do I need to be even harder edged? Uh, no, I want gold. I want silver. I want physical assets. I do not want to give into um, digital currency by anybody because then they own you. That's the only way to, to on a, on a, sophisticated basis on a broad basis. That's the only way to have a business. I mean, you could have a barter business or you could have digital currency from, from a less bad person. So I got to explore that. Um, do you have any, any belief at all that we could ever have a neutral? <sighs> it's let's see, this is utopian. It's a utopian yeah. idea to think that we could have a neutral platform for digital currency that no one government controls or no people control. It's impossible. Digital currency is the end of freedom, man. I, I, I go back and forth on this because I'm starting to think, well, let's trust the tech heads to do it. Then I look at Mark Zuckerberg saying things like, oh, Senator, when I used to be human, which he said, when I used to be human. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and, and to get your, to get to your point, to me, it's just the siren song of profits. Meaning one of the things that I worry about with this is the, whoever wins the digital currency race, um, you know, they're going to be faced with a choice of complying and working with the government or not. And 99 people out of a hundred are going to work with the government because that supplants their power and make sure that they're still a billionaire. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I I think cryptocurrencies are a wonderful concept. I don't think government is going to allow them to be the freedom driver that a lot of the proponents are saying. And it's not any fault of the cryptocurrencies like you and I have talked about. Having said all that, though, I do think some exposure, like you said before, because you, you've got to play all bets. Like the only guy that I'm really afraid of in this market is the guy that claims to know all the answers. And, you know, and that's the other thing to bring up, too. Like, you know, I, I know a lot of your a lot of your listeners they're like, well, yeah, but it's not a good time to invest. Our average client overall is flat to, to slightly positive on the year. Just because markets go down does not mean you have to go down with it. And But what it takes is it takes the utilization of a bunch of different parts. We can't just be one investment idea. You know, it can't be just Tesla and tech or Bitcoin or gold, right? Uh, the answer is all the above in, at different times. And you know, I, I feel like navigating these markets over the next five to 10 years is going to be like trying to run through a rainstorm and not get wet. Um, but, you know, it's a good challenge. And it's one that I think that we're we're ready to take on with God's grace. And, um, yeah, I just I just I, I can't be more adamant about the fact that I think people really need to examine how they are managing the risk. And, and the answer to all these things is some of all some of the some of all the above. 
Yeah, I wish I could get there fully with you. I mean, I support your firm. I, I support the way you invest. Clearly, I endorse the company. Um, I guess as a person, my mindset is I'm, I'm thinking through the chess game, Zach. Um, if, yeah. if, if I, I trust the Lord and the Lord made food and the Lord made water and rain and eggs and he made the ability to heat your home and he made all those things in abundance and anybody who is trying to limit the abundance of God's creation, I think is, is headed down an evil path as I think about that. Yeah. And yep. so anybody who wants to have digital currency um, is eventually going to be tempted with, yeah, but then you could decide what people buy. Cause if Zuckerberg and, and Dorsey and all those guys can't avoid the temptation of, of not letting you speak freely, you think they're going to let you purchase stuff freely? No, no. And when, why didn't they let you speak freely? It's because it, at the end of the day, they made a business decision. And if Twitter is a big business, imagine what the world's leading cryptocurrency is going to be. Right. So right. These people are going to opt for the dollars every time. There's no question about that. Right. And then if they can say, and the base, I mean, you think of the, let's say that you had the Google of cryptocurrency and they had a 92% market share. You think they wouldn't go along and go to big companies and say, hey, did you want people to be able to buy your product? Because we're going to need a kickback. It's a service charge. Yeah. It's like Ticketmaster. It's a service charge, you know, because yeah. it takes a lot of effort for us to put up a website that we've been up for 25 years and keep up. So the yeah. but what if I just go pick up the ticket? Well, then there's a different service charge. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... Well, and then, and then like you said, Todd, too, I think the other thing that people need to understand about cryptocurrency is the blockchain itself, meaning that every, the way the blockchain works is you've got multiple and innumerable amounts of computers all simultaneously on their own ledger recording every transaction. So it is no wonder that these governments are waking up to this because literally via the blockchain, especially one they control, they will be able to see exactly what times, where you made your purchases, everything, every single transaction is recorded forever. Right. And then, but the, and, the great, and, and, the great rule of the blockchain was never, never change the blockchain. And then yeah. I, I just watched this documentary where someone used the Ethereum platform and that money had a contract, meaning if this happens, then this party gets paid and the, yeah. and the contract apparently was sloppy and someone read the contract or ran the code. It's like, Oh, I can take the money now. And they went and took yeah. the digits. So there's, so then they branched the, the blockchain. There's one blockchain universe where they, they gave the money back to the guy who got stolen from. Yep. There's another yep. blockchain yep. universe where, no, you don't have that money. And, yeah. and, oh, yeah. But wait, you never break the blockchain. See, this is the thing. If, if, only, if only we had, let's say, trust in God <laughs> versus, let's say, trust in, in people as our gods. You see what I'm saying, Zach? Yeah. If only we yep. had that. Yep. All right. Well, that's, um, that's a topic that we will continue to explore because I think it's the topic of our age. I so appreciate you coming on every single time of Bulwark Capital Management, Chief Investment Officer there. His radio shows at knowyourriskradio.com. And, you know, I like to wrap things up with a, a word from the Lord. So I would just tell you, uh, I would ask you, Zach, to go with God's good grace. And likewise, my friend, God bless you and your listeners. And uh, thanks for having me on again. Yep, we'll do it next week. Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital Management at KnowYourRiskRadio.com. This is the Todd Herman Show. We certainly appreciate your support. Now, please do go be well, be strong, be kind. And as always, please 
Make sure that you are right with God.